In a world of podcasts about movies, sci-fi, TV, and podcasts about sci-fi, TV, and movies, two women chose to add their voices to the fray. Two sisters. One woman was willing to go to any length to explain away plot holes and bad pacing. I don't think, first of all, much like the entirety of this film, I don't think we're supposed to ask a lot of questions. The other, though, had no such sympathies. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Together, they joined forces to highlight the good, the bad, and the truly bizarre. This is See You Next Week in Space. song and I don't think anyone wants that. <laughs> uh, no, but like I was, I had a hard time uh, when I was trying to think of like what can the opening like question or like gambit be. <laughs> and I was just like, there's like not even enough stuff <laughs> to come well, oh, I mean, there's, there's plenty of stuff. It's, uh, but it's like a little bit of all nonsense well stuff. and as you saw from my opening i said get along little doggy and that was like the only westernism i <laughs> could come up with like <laughs> i was i only know i mean they do but they do all of them on this show like i mean this show is like all about the like cliche um i mean it's like sort of like cliche like east coast folks in the west you well know? some like, of them for sure um, yeah. but like as well, I just was like, so like, okay, get, are, is there anything that's funny about Arizona? No. Um, uh, really. <laughs> is there anything funny about the desert? Not really. Mm, um, no. like, and I, for a while I was like, oh, I could ask Amy about, um, like our memories from when we went to Ride and High Ranch Love a dude ranch, when I gotta we were say. Kids. I mean, and I was like, but I mean, honestly, like, even for a very boutique audience, that seems niche. Like, <laughs> it's very niche. It's very niche. But hey, if anybody lives in, I forget the name of the town that place is in. It's great. I, I want to say my ranch. it's in Warrensburg, New York, or something like. Whoa, you're at, you're right. Am I? Wow, I think you're absolutely right, <gasps> and that's impressive oh shit i gotta wait now i gotta i think that's absolutely right so anybody who's in the warrensburg new york area uh riding high ranch give it a shot it totally is it's warrensburg new york oh my god yeah that rang a bell when you said it that sounded very right Uh, that's impressive damn you know i don't have to worry about alzheimer's or dementia for at least another two weeks because i remembered that's impressive that. that's really impressive i would not ha- and i've been there more recently than you and like th- and i will say yeah this i haven't been there place. since 1994 probably okay well i've been there as an adult and i will say this <laughs> it's not great as (laughs) no it is great it is great but it's better for families and it's better you know like if you're going on like (laughs) cutesy like 
vacation with a partner or something like that. It's like a little less that. It's more family oriented. There's kids everywhere. There's, you know. Which is why we loved it as children. Exactly. And so I do love a dude ranch. And I want to say that maybe my love of a dude ranch, I don't know which came first, this show or Um, Riding High. I feel like I guess this for show? you, maybe both happened around the same time. And yet they're both very different because Ride and High is very, like, I would say, East Coast yes. type of ranch. Yes. It, um, it's like a dude ranch in the sense that it's got horses and you ride them and you, like, lope around on yeah. the thing. Um, but it is not like the dude ranch as portrayed in this week's show that we're talking Correct. about. Correct. So, Correct. um, hello everyone. Welcome <laughs> to see you next week in space. This opener, I know, was a bit of a long walk off a short <laughs> pier. Um, I'm Sarah Walsh and I'm here with my sister, Amy Walsh. And, um, Amy, why don't you tell everyone... Um, what TV show we're talking about this week? Because it was your choice. It was my choice because here's the deal. I was so upset about what we watched last week. I know. I I felt bad. (laughs) I felt bad. It's not your fault. I just, it's not your fault. It's just like that one really like bummed me out. Sure. So I needed something like easy, breezy, beautiful, cover girl, hey dude. (laughs) Yes. And that Um, is in fact the show we're talking about. Yeah, we're talking about Hey Dude, a classic for anybody who grew up in the late 80s, early 90s, I would say. Um, ran from uh, 89 to 91, although there's five seasons, which is weird. I know. I was surprised um, at how like short an actual time this was. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, I will say, a lot of shows around this time, like the way that they're recaptured in like the digital world, I think may be inaccurate <laughs> in terms of like what season is what and like how they grouped that all together. Oh, you mean like sh- you think things were aired differently than how they appear yeah. on Peacock or whatever yeah. it was? Or no, yeah, it wasn't yeah, Peacock. Yeah. It was Paramount Plus, I think this one was. But on. I've seen other shows too where like I, they order them in a certain way on like a digital platform and then when you watch them that way, it's like, wait, this doesn't make sense. Like, mm. anyway, it doesn't matter. That's a, whole, that's a whole other story. But so we watched Hey Dude specifically i know many if you know that show sci-fi doesn't really seem to no no i mean honestly amy i which is also why i liked it (laughs) i was a little bit overwhelmed as i told you off air by other things in my life this week so i wasn't gonna force anything because i was like normally i pick the show and that takes some amount of my time and brain energy to decide and amy's pitching hey dude and I'll let this go. And I was even, because I was in such a bleak mood this whole week, I was like, this is the beginning of the end. Maybe this is like the soft pitch for Amy saying she doesn't want to keep doing the podcast anymore. And she's no, like but, suggesting but is this this, okay, okay, this Okay, so here's the deal. This show overall, not remotely in the sci-fi realm. No. But this particular episode was vaguely ish yes (laughs) um so this episode we watched is called take me to your leader say it It correctly please 
take me to your leader. Very right? good. Yeah, you have to okay. say it like, Klaxar, take me to I your leader. I can't really do a good, <laughs> yeah, I can't really do a good alien voice. Um, season two, episode 13, supposedly aired on January 26th of 1990. Right, and so um, as you'll and- see, this is meant to be kind of the season finale of season Which is two. weird. Yeah. They definitely didn't do like cliffhangers or like no. anything. Well, this like is like a fun. totally episodic yes. show. Like everything yes. wraps up every time. I mean, I will ask you later because I had some sort of recollection that Brad and Ted, there was like some kind of romance thing or something. Yeah, that we I can get think, into it if you want. I think that evolved over time. Um, but generally, yeah, I mean, speaking, their relationships revo- like evolve over time and um, stuff like that. And obviously, you know, they grow up. There's so many things about this show. So here's the deal. I watched this as a kid and thought it was brilliant and loved it. Yeah. There's so many things about watching it as an adult that <laughs> make me question um, the things. sanity. I don't even your sanity as a young child and why you loved this. Well, show no, so. no, just like just. <laughs> no, but just like the perceptions. I can tell exactly why I liked it. All the reasons I liked it are still there, mm-hmm. but I it's just the perceptions of like I liked it because the girls had like I loved Melody because she always had a different hairdo. I still love that. Yeah. Is it is it realistic on a dude ranch no. like every day? No, of course not. She has like a million, like she would take, some of her hairdos would take so long. To do. Oh yeah, because anyway, she was so, like someone who would have like kind of an elaborate braid sometimes. All the time. And yep. then also, yeah, the fashion, because remember there was that brief time when Western fashion was cool around this yeah. same time, like where you would wear mm-hmm. like, I remember I had a t-shirt. Bolo ties and bolo stuff. Bolo ties for sure, bandanas. Um, those like, I know I had a shirt where there were those like silvery buckle kind of jazzes. Um, I mean, your famous white cowboy boots, cowboy boots with fringe on the back and, um, silver medallions on the side with turquoise in the middle. I would still wear those (laughs) to be honest. If I could find, if I could find an adult version of that, I would a (laughs) hundred percent still wear it. Although I might have to worry now about if it's culturally appropriating something, but I think not. Yeah. I think think they're, they're probably safe. Um, They're just the fun shoe, but yeah, it's, so, so all the pieces of why I liked it as a kid are still there. I so I get what little what kid me was liking. Sure, but it's all very ridiculous now. I also it makes me feel very old because I remember thinking that these people who were the protagonists of this show were adults, were adults. and they're all seventeen. And <laughs> and that's also wild. That's wild. There's if you went to a dude ranch where everybody who worked there was seventeen. Oh, the place that, would be falling apart. Falling apart. It would be a apart. disaster. Um, no, and we will talk about the, the potential staffing issues, I feel, that emerge <laughs> from this. But the other thing that I was going to say about this, like, because I really haven't seen this show since 92 or something. Like, I didn't revisit it any time between when it was on and you could watch it on Nickelodeon and when I yeah. watched it this week. And well, I will say it's on Paramount Plus. It is. And on anybody Paramount who's Plus. like 
a 90s kid, Paramount Plus is maybe worth it for you because it's got a lot of those old Nickelodeon kid shows. Yes, it does. If you like your guts, if you like your Legends of the Hidden Temple, you might want to check it out. Um, Just saying. But like, so I was watching it and what I remembered from thinking back to like watching it as a kid and like watching it now, I remembered thinking as a child that it had, well, I wouldn't have said it this way, but what I would have said, what I'm thinking is it had good production value and and watching it now, I was like, no, it doesn't. Well, I mean, it's I like, mean, it's fine, but it's shot very cheaply. You you can see yeah, that. And that's, I mean, it's the point of I the guess. thing. Um, I think because it's all out, because it's so much exterior, I feel like that makes it seem better. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because you just make like, the exteriors and then do your shooting around in different spots. And the visuals are... Right, the visuals outside are better. Um, yeah, they're. It's interesting because yeah, their indoor shots do seem real bad. Yeah, real bad. Definitely markedly cheaper. Um, and there's something in this episode specifically that when I realized what was being like, what was going on, I laughed out loud and I was like, "That's oh. that's nuts. That looks terrible." Um, oh, I can't, I wait. I want to hear what that was because I can't remember. Uh, like, I can't. I don't think I have a picture of something in my head. So. Amy, why don't you just say, for anyone who's not familiar with the show, what the yeah. kind of overall premise of it is. Yeah, so I'm not even sure that I knew this. I've looked it up since, but like as a kid, I'm sure I didn't understand this. Um, ben Ernst, uh, who is a, div- well, I'll just read exactly what you have here. Yeah. A divorced, good-natured, somewhat bumbling father from New Jersey has bought the Barn on Dude Ranch, seeking escape from his high-pressure job as a New York City accountant. So it's sort of like the story is this, it is this like bumbling older or (laughs) older. He's like our age. Anyway, whatever. I Um, know. When I saw (laughs) that he was 38 in this, I was like, oh shit. Like I thought he was like a crone man. Disgusting. And I still, I watched it and I still thought it. I was like this old fuck face. And then I saw he was two years younger than me. And I was like, this is ruining my life. What's happening? I know. <laughs> you can't look at their ages. It's very depressing. Um, <laughs> it's not good. So he is the owner of this ranch. It's, yeah, it is like this, like someone having like sort of a midlife-ish crisis right. of not I, wanting yeah, to have their high-powered the, the New divorce, York City job anymore. The divorce thing, yeah. I remember, I as soon as I read that, because I like watched this and I was like, oh yeah, 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 because he's from the East Coast and that's part of yeah. the joke of it. Buddy is, wears a Mets hat all the time. Yes, and like, yeah. Buddy is his son, by the way, mm-hmm. just so we're clear. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and... Get on our level, it's guys. Like, <laughs> meant, go watch this show. It's meant to be like a fish out of water, a bit. Yes. you know, story. Um, he never knows how to do anything. He I mean, never I can't knows say how from, to do anything. Like it's, which is probably why than, he got divorced in the first place. Could be. I mean, he's literally dumber than these seventeen-year-olds. I'm not kidding. I know. Like, it, the, I and, know. And I know it's supposed to be from their perspective. So, like, the adults are always supposed yes. to be stupid. Yes. But in every Nick what, show, in every Nickelodeon show from this era, the adults who at this point often are like anyone over the age of twenty-seven. Um, yeah. They're pr- they're pr- portrayed as complete buffoons. <laughs> oh, the, if the truth, the like actual truth about this ranch, if. The character Lucy didn't exist. The place would go under. Oh, she's like, the I only think she's one the only who one. seems to know anything about anything. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the other thing I did want to mention briefly, because, uh, as you might imagine, or maybe this surprises you, uh, there's not much on the internet about this show. Um, I did know that. And, but what I thought was interesting in light of our conversation about production a couple seconds ago, um, so this set that they're working on was a completely, so they created a whole Bar None Ranch set. But they actually mm-hmm. did it on existing property of an existing dude ranch called the Tanque Verde Guest Ranch, which is a real place that still exists. And is it still in business? Oh, I want to go there. <laughs> yeah. Well, because apparently uh, what I was able to glean from Wikipedia is that um, like the Tanque Verde is actually like kind of a high class, like uh luxury-ish kind of guest ranch like you can still do all the riding and all the stuff but like they I guess initially there were they thought they might shoot on the actual kind of using actual um buildings and stuff from Mm -hmm. the ranch but then they were like well this but it was too fancy yeah it like they wanted it to look rustic uh and stuff so then they just built an entire set on the same property and I guess, yeah. uh, I think some of the buildings from that old set, if I remember correctly, still technically exist. Like, they're still standing. Oh, my God, standing. I gotta go there. Yeah, you should go there. Because, like, I, what was it? It was, like, they were saying something about Tonke Verde about, um, yeah, it sounds like it's kind of nice. I have to plan a vacation. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I honestly, I, have, I, I, I have to. Because I, I was thinking, like, I've had this weird, um, like, I won't say we're post-pandemic, but we're, like, sort of circling that like light at the Um, end of the tunnel but like straight up when I was thinking some months ago like when when this moment was still seeming like a bit further away over the hill I was like Mm -hmm. all I want to do is like go and be a desert woman for a while and like (laughs) go to a hut and like maybe take a bunch of drugs I don't know um and just like be out in the desert and then, like, hang out with people and, like, talk to strangers and, like, all this weird shit. Yeah, I don't know about the, like, t- um, I don't know about, like, the talk to strangers part, but, like, something to me about, like, a high-end ranch experience yes. sounds great. Because, to me, what I hear is, like, you can do your, like, outdoor, you know, horseback sure. riding fun desert you know open right very different than new york city type of experience but then you at the end of the day can come home into a nice get a massage conditioned yeah yeah like i am into that and i am going to look up the donkey Verde i mean Ranch i'm not kidding like we'll have to talk more about this off air but my proposal is that we do something like maybe in january february if like travel and stuff I is cool, because then we're we'll be escaping from cold weather to go and be yeah. desert people for a while. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Let's book the trip right now. Where? What are you doing right now? We're I gonna know. book it. I mean, Hi everybody. Um, we're gonna be booking bye. a vacation for the next. <laughs> um, um. So yeah, I love that yeah. idea. So um, yes, and then we would have. I'll take a picture of you and put it on our feed next to the Barn on Ranch <laughs> sign. Um, the last little thing that I thought was funny is when I was Googling uh, to find out about this show and see if there was any, like, trivia of note, um, I discovered that there is a shoe brand called Hey Dude. 
Um, That's not surprising. And I'm actually. like, did the person who make the who like came up with this idea? Did they love Hey Dude? Is this like they're like a millennial? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't determine from their website, but they do make sustainable mm. shoes, like environmentally friendly, sustainable shoes. Oh, I like that. Um, so now let's talk a little bit about the cats, and I mean a very little bit because... None of them are really famous. None of them are really famous, although one person has made a career as a result of the... Well, two. Yeah. I would say two people. Yeah, two, two. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is pretty good considering it's this like, you know kind of random kids show (laughs) yeah but the so and these people again as always I've put this in the order that IMDB kind of tells you Mm -hmm. so we're going to begin with Mr. E Mr. Ernst (laughs) um yeah and that's played by the exceptionally aged David (laughs) Brisbane (laughs) rude who was 38 when they like, show that is, that is I mean yeah that concerning. was a, such a mind fuck I couldn't even like handle it um it's his hair it literally it's, is yeah, his hair like, is, there's nothing else really wrong he's got male pattern baldness and he's doing the yeah. thing that used to be how men who had baldness on the top he grew the side long you know? and he's got the weird like chunk down the middle it's just it's not it's, not, it's not great but also I realized one of the other things that made him seem so old both then and now um to me like so grown up is not only is he a dad which for some reason when someone's a parent I'm like oh that adds at least five years to whatever I think your age is um (laughs) yeah but like he so he's this 38 year old man and he's got a 14 year old son Right? Like, right. isn't Buddy... I mean, that's... Well, I'm what, not sure if he's supposed to be 14 because the, they, if they're all supposed to be 17 and they treat him like a kid, but he's at least 12, let's say. But, I, I mean, say. when you're 17, a 14-year-old is a kid. I guess. I, do they say... I'm not sure if they say I'm not, how old Buddy I'm not is. They, so, but he's like... I Let's split the difference and say he's 13. 13. Uh, fine. Um, you know, like, 38-year-old dad with 13-year-old kid. Like, that was part of the thing. Is like, so he's... He's he's got a he's had a whole career that he doesn't want anymore, yeah. and he's thirty eight. He's got a thirteen year old yeah. kid, and he's thirty eight, and he's yeah. divorced. Which, you know, like all these things yeah. that like, which honestly, for the late eighties, early nineties, that wasn't that's probably so crazy. But like, no, and I mean, even now, technically, it's not crazy. There are a lot of people yeah. that that's the tra- their trajectory, and like, right. it's not really either of our trajectories no. but that. The idea of having a thirteen, well, having a thirteen-year-old child in like two, three years for me is uh, physically impossible, <laughs> and it's just like it—it it seems wild. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I will say he, if I would rank him as number three in terms of people whose careers continued after this show Mm -hmm. um because this was actually kind of his breaking role um Mm. it was like very early in his credits on imdb and after this he did like years and years of single appearances on a lot of shows all throughout the Uh. 90s and early 2000s some of the high points for him i have to imagine were that he had like a kind of pretty good he was like a series regular on er for a couple seasons oh, interesting. 
Um, but then by... I was big into that show, but I, I don't when, remember When him. I saw that, I was like, I can kind of picture... I think I must have yeah. seen some episodes where he was in it. Um, Probably. But by the mid-2000s, things start to really cool off for him, at least yeah. in terms of IMDb. He could have been doing other things, like in other mediums, but in terms of IMDb, things really start to slow down by then. And yeah. as, as of now, his last credit was in 2016. Um, and mm. nothing seems to be coming down the pipeline. But nonetheless, I mean, if he played his... Hey, it's better than nothing. <laughs> and if he played his cards right, maybe it's like, I don't need to do that because I have enough money to, like, you know, retire, and that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't see this show being particularly lucrative. No, but yeah, but if the, you had, you know, ER guest spots and other stuff. And stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's him. Next, we have the mm-hmm. character of Brad who, just to be clear, is a girl, because that's edgy, yep. in 89, mm-hmm. 90. Well, her name is Bradley. I right. don't know if that makes it more, I guess, is that what all Brads are short for, yes. I guess? <laughs> Correct. I like the name Brad for a girl. I mean, I don't know. It, like, I think it's funny because, like, her act, the actor who plays this person is named Kelly Brown, mm-hmm. and um, when she was... And I don't, and I could not find information about this woman. So I don't know how old she actually was when yeah. this was happening. She's probably about the same age as the rest of these teenage ones. I would think so, but I don't totally know. Um, yeah. Like, we, like as we've said many times now, I think they're supposed to be around 17 or 18 years old yeah. in the show. Um, but be, based on that timing, let's say the character Brad like, was born in the early 70s. Um, That was the era when various names, like, unisex names were really popular. So, Kelly... Oh, really? Yeah, Kelly used to be a boy's name. Um, Oh. And it was in the early 70s that it started to shift to being a girl's name. Um, Oh, interesting. So, like, anyway, to me, I was like, oh, that's interesting because they're playing on this thing. And then the actress herself is, like, part of this, like, kind of... That's interesting. Yeah. Um, In terms of her acting or whatever, um, she started doing modeling work before this, um, which Mm -hmm. made sense because she seemed kind of like girl next door. She had really great teeth, I feel like, a good... Yeah, she's very pretty. And, I mean, she's got, like, very silky hair. You know, she had a pretty heavy bang, which I'm not into, but that was the style, so. Um, But this ultimately turned out to be her only thing that she ever acted in was in this show, Hmm. Um, which I was surprised. I thought her acting is not terrible. Yeah. I mean, the thing thing with this show, like, well, we'll we'll talk about it. The acting is, like, a little hit or miss. No. Um, but no, I see what you mean in the sense, and we've said this about many actors we've talked about, which is like, they're certainly attractive. They seem mm-hmm. good enough. I wonder what, they seem good enough. like, they're no worse than anybody else, I guess, is the way to say no. it. And so like, I wonder yeah. what happened yeah. that this person couldn't, or maybe they just weren't interested. You know, we just don't yeah. know. I mean, it, um, yeah, I mean, this show was pretty popular, I think. Well, I mean, for, it was in my world, for but I don't us, know. Maybe, like, in our household. <laughs> like, was it not, like, popular to anyone else? Come on, guys. I don't know. Um, 
so the next person on the docket is a character named Lucy, played by an mm-hmm. actor named Debbie Kalman, who was 36 uh, when this aired. And Wow. Yeah. That's wild, too. I know. Like, everything about this is just like... I'm an old Yikes. lady. I live with... <laughs> I know. She was... I live with... Lucy might be one of my favorites, though. I like Lucy. Well, she's the only one who's, like, um, got a head not on like her a, shoulders. She's uh, literally the only one who's not a straight-up idiot yeah. sometimes. <laughs> Most of the time. And she looks great. Her jeans always look great. Like, hers... And she's actually got the best fashion of them all. I yes. mean, she... I, and I remember She wears mom jeans, let's be real. Yeah. But, like, they look good on her. No, I remembered as soon as I saw her... Because I had kind of forgotten that she existed as a character. But as soon as I saw yeah. her, I was like, oh, that's the lady whose jeans always look like they fit great. And it's like, she totally embodies... I mean, they're quite tight. Well, she totally embodies the role that... Like, the thing that she is in this which I don't totally get what yeah. her role is but like um like at the ranch in general like what yeah, her title like, is yeah like what anyway um yeah but what I thought was interesting about her is that she is actually a first generation American both of her parents um moved to the U.S. from different Eastern European countries um huh. and she was born here um, and she's, I, if I remember correctly, I think she was born and raised in Manhattan. Um, oh, okay. so because of that, she started acting and modeling, uh, when she was 14 years old. Um, hmm. and then kind of kept doing that. So even, so she only has nine credits on IMDb, so not very many. Mm-hmm. And this was her first one. Um, but... Uh, I got the impression that she continued to do like commercials and other kinds of like print ads like going on. And then she took time to do family stuff. And then starting around uh, 2017, she's started getting different gigs again on IMDb. So, you know, who's to say what's going to happen with good old Debbie Kalman, but... Hopefully she gets back into it. Um, maybe she will. Uh, the next character is a real legend in this show. <laughs> Ted, played mm-hmm. by David Lasher, who was indeed 18 when this show aired. Um, mm-hmm. And this show, I think for him in particular, uh, was a launching pad. Like he was the one who yeah. kind of stood out as a result of this show, even though... He left for a couple seasons and then came back. Yeah, because... um, Well, because after this show, he starts getting a bunch of guest spots on sitcoms of this era, such as Roseanne and Full House and Step by Step and... Mm -hmm. um, Classics, Yep, you might call them. He has a little bit of a run on Beverly Hills 90210. Um... Mm. And then, really, the biggest thing is, so, yes, he leaves Hey Dude, he comes back to Hey Dude, but then once Hey Dude is finished filming, he Mm -hmm. picks up the role of Vinnie Bonatardi on Blossom, and is that for three seasons, and I think that's, like, a boyfriend of hers, I think. 
Oh, interesting. He's like kind of a bad boy, if I recall. I haven't watched Blossom in years, so no, I don't know. I don't totally, but I think that's. I think that's sort of like, that seems like what he plays is like the cute boy who looks like he would be the boy next door, but is actually bad. Yeah. 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 Um. So he's that, then he's, he plays Josh in the Clueless TV show, but I think. Oh, that, that's funny. I think that only lasted maybe two seasons. And then I liked that show too. He played a different Josh on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, I mean, these are hit after hit, you guys. Well, <laughs> I mean, definitely. That's the thing that's wild is like throughout the 90s. At that time, anyway, those were yeah, all very. For like teen yeah. stuff, he would have been a very recognizable dude. Yeah. Um, but after basically the year 2000. Um, things kind of dry up for him. Um, yeah. And I was a bit surprised by that because I was like, well, sure. Like, again, he's no worse than anybody else. No. Um, I think he was, he was good enough. I mean, he was a teenager in this show. And to be honest and fair to all the actors in this show, it's not like the writing was like Shakespeare. No. So, you know, they were, they were doing what they could with the material. Yeah. But again, I mean... Same as David Brisbane, I think David Lasher has the, hopefully, if he's played his cards right, has plenty of money and can, like, live his yeah. life and, like, do whatever yeah. he likes, um, which is I fine. I think so. Um, now, the real, to me, the true biggest success out of oh, this show far. is uh, uh, the character is called Melody, and the actor who portrays Melody is Christine Taylor, who mm-hmm. was 19 when this episode aired. Um, now, you might not know who Christine Taylor is, um, but, and I don't mean you, Amy, I mean our listeners. Yeah, I was about to be like, I for sure do. Yes, because okay. you <laughs> love you love pretty much everything she's ever been in. Um but Pretty much. So some of you might know her as the wife of Ben Stiller. Um, some of you might know her as, and this is for you, Amy, Marsha from the Brady Bunch movies. Um, Brilliant. Some yep. of you might know her as the racist white bitch from The Craft. Um, also brilliant. I yeah, mean, she's no, she, good in that. that. She's really good in that. Like, extremely good. Yeah. Um, because she generally played the good girl. And right. And that was a different one mm-hmm. where she did not. Yeah, and she really brings it. And then she plays the slutty sister of Drew Barrymore in The Wedding Singer. Um, <laughs> she, is, she is the love interest of Derek Zoolander in the movie Zoolander. <laughs> um, but just to be clear... Christine Taylor and Ben Stiller had already met. Like, they didn't meet on that movie. Um, what did they meet on? I don't know how they met, but, like, I, because uh. I, I, like, immediately was like, was that the movie that meant they got married? But it, they were already. Oh, they met, I just read, they met while making the TV show Heat Vision and Jack, which I've never I heard of. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> um, but then, of course, she's also, um, is it Karen Veach? I know the last name is Veach, but she's like the lesbian or like bisexual girl from Dodgeball. Um, and then I forgot that part of her character. But I okay. didn't. I never watched Arrested Development, but apparently she was a semi regular person on that. Um, but more I recently, her on that. 
She's also in a show, which I know I watched at least a couple episodes of, called Search Party, which, mm. if I recall, is like kind of um, meant to be like a dramedy of sorts, oh. like a murder mystery, murder mystery dramedy sort of thing. Um, oh, I don't, I don't, I've, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I've not heard of that. But like, what's interesting about Christine Taylor's career is it goes in like little, like she'll have a good run of some stuff, and then she'll kind of like yeah. go dormant for a while, and then she'll have another run of stuff. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure she... And let's be clear. She looks great. No, she looks great. I've seen pictures yeah. of the whole cast. Well, not whole cast, but a, a majority of the cast, like, now-ish mm. times. And she, she's like... the best of all of them, <laughs> surely. Oh, my God. She looks, like, basically the same as when she did yeah. the show. Like, just... Yeah. The rest of them, it, you know, life has caught up a little. Yeah. But th- she looks great. No, she looks great. That's also because... She, because she's married to Ben Stiller, she is linked to the Hollywood Illuminati. Much more money. Where yeah. she gets her blood replaced every year. Yeah. With the blood of 18 I mean, actually, I was just... And stuff. I was just reading, I was just reading as we were talking that they actually split up. Her and Ben Stiller split up in 2017, but they reconciled as of 2021, so... Interesting. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so regardless of her marriage to Ben Stiller, her career yeah. still is by far the best of anyone out of this show. Um, yeah. And then the final two people really cement that claim because <laughs> there's the character Danny played by an actor called Joe Torres who maybe was 17. I couldn't mm-hmm. find anything about him because you know what? Joe Torres is a real fucking common name. I know. I've looked him up, too, and I had the same problem. And this is his only credit on IMDb. And I think I remember yeah. reading that they had... Because um, Tanque Verde, I think, is sort of near Tucson, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I remember them saying that they had done some casting in Tucson. So he might have just been, like, a local kid from the Tucson area. You know, and it shows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I would say overall his acting is is definitely the worst. Indeed. Um, and then finally we have the character Buddy who is the child of Mr. Ernst and that's mm-hmm. played by a kid named Josh Tigel, I think is how I might pronounce that last name. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how old he was in real life and we're not sure how old he's supposed to be in the show so who cares. <laughs> um... <laughs> But similarly, this was like his kind of one and done. He was also cast from Tucson. Who knows? Like, honestly, who knows? Um, But that is that. (laughs) That's all we can say. Um, Yeah. And now let's talk about this show. And this week's outline does win the prize for shortest. Ever. I love it. Because you know what? Not much happens in this show, I mean, and that's okay. One could say nothing happens. That um, is true. Nothing does happen. <laughs> and so many of the things that they say during... I mean, there's some really... There's things that I liked about... Obviously, there's things I liked about it. I chose it, and right. I had seen it recently. I knew what it was. But um, there's things I liked about it. And then, like, in watching it again, there's things that are just, like... Are, they're just totally straight-up ridiculous. Like... Yeah. The way that okay, we'll get we'll we'll get there. Yeah. So anyway, so 
setting the scene. We open up. It's a cold open. We see Buddy <laughs> in the desert, um, and he's tooling around with a metal detector. I don't really know why, um, but he's out there. And as he is looking for treasure, I suppose, um, I guess he looks up from what he's doing, and what does he see? Um, an alien, but a very tall, dark figure alien. Right, but like when I saw the quote-unquote <laughs> reveal. Mm-hmm. What I you didn't saw, see an alien? I did not see an alien. I immediately <laughs> oh, was weird. like, "That's a man in a spacesuit." Yes, yeah. like um, <laughs> because that's that is what it looks actually like. what it looks like is you know in fish tanks when they have the fake sea diver person. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, and okay, we'll we'll get to it, but yeah, it's the. The assumption that this is an alien, like, right off the bat is is a little bit comical. It's a leap. Um, it's a major leap to go there. Now, would I, as a child with a metal detector in the desert at night, be alarmed by... It wasn't night. This? It was day. Oh, it wasn't night? No. Oh, I forgot. Because <laughs> that's the I whole thing. I would still thing, be alarmed. Is the sun was shining behind the... Oh, right, 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 right. ...quote-unquote right. alien. <clears throat> Right, right, right. Okay. So it, it looked more like an alien that way. But it I would be I would be also um taken aback by that sighting, but Sure. I don't know that alien would be my first jump. No. It, I'm I know for a fact it would not be for me. Not today <laughs> in 2021 when I'm 40 and not back also, then when I was 9. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, also, like, when they... Okay, so, not to, like, jump around, but when they start to, like, describe this alien that people that people see or that Buddy right. sees, when he describes it... Yes. He describes it as, like, 10 feet tall with 25 arms. The first time he mentions it, he says it's 12 feet tall with 8 arms. Okay. They, like, change that yes. throughout they as they're talking about it. adding as... Yeah, yeah. So the thing about that is that's inaccurate. <laughs> like I under, I'm all for like exaggeration when you get scared of something. Be like, oh my God, this dude was like a million feet taller. Right. And he was so scary. But this thing or this, this whatever they, this alien that he saw was nowhere near 12 feet no. tall and like very clearly had two arms. I know. <laughs> um, but We'll we'll continue to build there because we'll we can't skip. I will say to me, okay. best part of the show, the theme song. Theme song. <laughs> yes, true. It's like all the money went into that theme song. And the theme yep. song is real good.
And what was also funny is like, straight up, I haven't even thought about this show, uh, <laughs> like in the intervening almost 30 years or 30 <laughs> years, like since I last watched it. And as and you soon, knew every word. I knew all the words. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what makes a great theme song, right? Like, it's, I mean, it is. It's like, cause it's got that great chorus which is like yippee 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 what <laughs> it's good i don't know what to tell anybody it's um, good so that was a high point for me yeah um but things, and then it all went downhill yes they started things, talking yes things went badly <laughs> after that um so we returned back to the desert back to the site that buddy was and now mm. everyone is like looking around to see evidence of this alien. Mm. Um, and they can't find anything. Now, this is the one thing I'm going to ask you about, like, do we think something else could have been going on here? Because when they look around, they say there is no footprints, there's no nothing. Mm -hmm. And I won't do the reveal yet of like what turns out to be true. But yeah. if there are no footprints. What, what's the deal? Yeah. Yeah. Or are they just looking in the wrong spot? Like did Buddy get so scared yeah. he forgot he didn't really bring them to the right spot? Yeah, I think that's probably the most like logical thing. Yeah, we could like, we could say that it's like if, okay, <laughs> whatever these beings are are doing some type of like secret investigation on earth if that's you know what we're going with maybe they like washed off their footprints or like sure you know did something like that um but even i think i think it's he didn't bring them back to the right spot or it's, yeah. you know it's fucking dirt it might like a horse might have walked over it in right. the time or like right. You know, I think it's it's more of, like, incorrect placement or just... It's also sort of a misdirect uh, so yeah. that it will get the rest of them to believe this story, sort of. Right. So, but at this point, everyone is very skeptical because Buddy is, like, the youngest person and he's the one who's come back hysterical saying he's seen this alien and everyone's like, yeah. you saw You're something, but, like, that's <laughs> that's not it. Yeah. So then we go to the lake. And my first note here in my handwritten notes is like, how is there a lake in Arizona? Yeah, I never thought about that. Is that not a thing in Arizona? I, mean, I don't know. Like, I don't need, lake is maybe too grand a term. It looks more like a pond. Yeah. Like a large pond. And maybe they just yeah. made that to have on the ranch. Um, I mean, I know Lake Havasu is in Arizona. But like generally speaking, I just thought it there was no really lakes. incongruous to like yeah. have this pier and this lake and I don't know, it just seemed very strange. Yeah, it's a little weird. You're right. I never really um, thought about it. But the point is there's only like two locations they can shoot in, so I shouldn't be like <laughs> cutting like down to have a little one of their <laughs> options. Um but now like Buddy is sitting on the dock and Melody's there, and she's, like, 
trying to say like maybe you had heat stroke maybe you saw something else (laughs) and you thought it was a thing and buddy is adamant that that isn't what happened and my next note in my handwritten notes is melody is wearing such huge shorts that's what their shorts are all the time on this show. They're the the girls' shorts are ginormous pleated front khaki shorts. They're Bermuda shorts and they go up to their natural waist, waist yep. and down to above their knee. So like it's easily like two feet of fabric. Like they're big. They're display. big and they've got the pleated front that like makes them even worse. It like makes these young women look heavy like yeah well the thing that melody looks like she's got like a pregnancy belly almost in them i know the thing is that like i feel like she still looks good like that's what i would say about it like even like as we as unflattering as they are and like not the look to go for i feel like she still somehow remains looking good (laughs) no she's i mean she's a very cute girl and now lovely woman um yeah. but like I just was like these shorts are like no the shorts are a bad crime against humanity I don't know why they're we really ever bad. wore these <laughs> yeah like, they're really really just bad really bad news um but so anyway she's it, like trying to convince buddy that um what, there was some other thing that happened, and it wasn't uh-huh. an alien. And this is when he says, no, I swear to God, like, it was 12 feet, it had eight arms. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? And then he walks away, um, and then she, like, turns around to be like, buddy. And then the alien is standing at the top of the stairs, just standing there. So she has like a very interesting freak out moment where she where she like goes back down the stairs because she's about to walk up and off of the stairs. She she walks. She runs back down the stairs, like to the end of the dock. She like kind of like doesn't know what to do with herself. Oh, yeah. Which which. Anyway, so she does that. She's weird. And it's and then she runs back up the stairs, like decides to go past the alien guy and just kind of like puts her like arms up at him and is like and is like (laughs) yeah (laughs) and runs away but the thing that's funny that I'm just realizing now my escape plan in something like in a situation like this um I'm afraid of this person that's at the top of the stairs oh person alien (laughs) yeah the alien that's at the top of the stairs this pond slash lake that they're in is very small yeah. Jump and go the other way. You can see like I Mr. Mean, Ernst and the other people like on the other side. Like, and also like that pond, the way it looks. She's is, also like, the lifeguard, P.S. So she's oh, a good yeah, swimmer. That's right. But like honestly, that pond looks like if you jumped into it, it would come up to your waist and no higher as well. Yeah, she could just walk <laughs> across it. But yeah. like it's so I it, that was a weird choice, but it was it's a funny reaction. Yeah. So then she sees this thing. And I guess when she runs away, she must, like, alert everyone else because then everyone comes down to the pier and she's like, you know, Buddy was right. We've got to, like, do something. We've got an alien on our hand and it's got 23 arms. (laughs) Yeah. And then at this point, Lucy and Danny are the ones who are, like, speaking 
reason and they're like, you know, the, we don't know what you saw, but like the likelihood that it's aliens is so low. Um, yeah. But none, and, and everyone is on that same page. Like Mr. E is like, no, no, no. Like, um, but why don't we do a search around the property? I guess maybe the thing, the feeling is maybe there's like somebody, some stranger who's tooling around and they want to figure that out. Yeah, so, I mean, they're clearly like, there's this situation happening, whether it right. be alien or whether it not. Either you've got multiple people who are hallucinating things or right. you've got some type of intruders. So we need to take a look around. I also had in this same scene a note to myself that said, everyone's genes are great! Exclamation point. <laughs> really? I can't remember what and their I don't genes were. Know, I don't know if I meant that ironically or not. Like, oh, probably you did because um, they're probably not great. But it is true that Lucy's genes, I always re- remembered being Her like, genes no, are good. Hers are good. Um, yeah. Everyone else's maybe... Because she never does else. like the acid wash, yes. like yes, and super sure. duper high waisted. Hers always were a little bit more uh, understated. Yeah. So they go out to search the property, and then we have a brief scene where Mister E is walking by himself. Um, and what's the sight gag here? I forget. You just wrote in the thing. It says and freaks out. I forget oh, what he because. Sees. So he's, like, whereas everybody else has been divvied up in pairs to go to different parts Uh of the property, he's gone out by himself. And as he's walking through just some part of the desert, you as the audience see the quote-unquote alien walking behind him. And he, like, turns around. And it's already gone out of his, like, field of vision. Okay, now um, here's what something that was a favorite part of mine. <laughs> oh boy! And I and I felt like very sci- sci-fi e every time that because that psych gag continues to happen multiple yes. times throughout yes. the show where it goes behind them and they don't. Someone's see. looking one direction and it's behind them. Yeah. And every time it there's a funny music cue that goes like yeah, like 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 a very like X Files sound. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. I like that. Yeah, but needless to say, so Mr. E never actually sees this alien walking behind him, but he manages to, like, freak himself out because he's, like, talking to himself. (laughs) And so then Uh he runs away. Then we get to what I think is supposed to be the stables, though I'm not totally sure. Um, And Brad and Ted have been partnered up as they often are because they're like the Sam and Diane of this show of like, will they, won't they? And this is where I was going to ask you, like, is there actually, well, I don't know if I even care about that so much as like, is there actually an effort to create a romance storyline or did Um, I just think that there was? No, definitely. Like they're supposed to be like, (sighs) they're supposed to be that like toxic um (laughs) type of couple where like that was portrayed as really loving back then yeah sort of like that like the mean schoolyard like we say that we hate each other but really it's because we like each other like that like yeah that was definitely always like an underlying thing and in the episode, like, before he leaves the show, 
they like go on a date, but also oh. because it's a kids show and because they're supposed to be like seventeen, it's like very tame and yeah, pretty. No, I like I don't like underwhelming. Yeah, I don't think I wasn't trying to imply that they were like no, be I know making out, but I was just <laughs> I like, know I know was but there the, I even mean, I think they just always. Yeah, it's very like kid show, sure. uh, you know, style where it's like they've got that little like tension going and that little like flirtation, like mean flirtation going on, but it never really amounts to much. Yeah, and I mean, I will say at least in this episode, like Brad just, I don't, I mean, times have changed. We've talked about this a lot about like how humor <laughs> changes, but like she just is like straight up mean like her stuff is not funny like yeah she's quite um, acerbic um pretty much that is like her her deal like she's not very fun <laughs> no I mean like I get like oh we fight like cats and dogs it's because yeah there's sexual tension yeah but the thing is is like but all you're saying is lit- like you know when you meet people who think that they're funny but they're actually just dickheads. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, those people are the worst. Yeah, no, she definitely is that. Um, she's she's pretty humorless. Like, she's yes. usually oh, she's yes. usually yeah. mad about something. She's a very um, one note. Character yeah, she's as far as I recall. yeah she yeah her response is always mad. Usually, I would say yeah, but. In this case, Brad and Ted are on the same page. And I think that's, she makes some joke, like, we actually agree? Whoa. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Because they're like, this is not an alien. Everyone's just kind of freaking out. Whatever, whatever. Um, But then Ted immediately freaks out because he opens a door to the stable. And he's like, oh, my God. And this is when they say something else. Like, it's 18 feet and it's got 27 (laughs) arms. Um, and, And Brad's like, and it's in the stable and Ted's like yes like and so Brad opens the door and then the joke is that Ted had been looking into a broken mirror and so he thought he saw like all like a million eyes but what he saw was just like a fractured vision of his own face now my question is why is there a broken mirror in a stable like what not great yeah that seems a little bit dangerous yeah. Um, because they, it's so funny. Like some episodes are, and I get it, like whatever, it's a show, but some episodes like are really heavy on talking about all the guests that are there and yeah. like, um, going on. There were no guests in this. There was no guests like that were happening and good thing because these, there was nobody working at this ranch. They were no. all doing something else. <laughs> I mean, I have to assume that probably what it was is like sometimes they had money for extras and sometimes they didn't. A hundred percent. And so this is one of the ones when they didn't have it. Like this was unnecessary. Yeah. The extras were unnecessary in this. There was a couple of times where people like walked in the background, but like, yeah, I um, guess. But, I mean, some of the stuff that they do, too, in this episode, like, if there were guests, people would be like, what the fuck is happening? I know. Why is everyone in this ranch digging a hole and not helping me? Why like, are you putting booby traps horse? outside my yeah. room? Like, yeah. this, is, uh, this is not good. <laughs> so, there's that scene. Um, then, I can't remember. I think we see Brad and Ted walk off, and Mr. E then shows up at the stable 
soon after looking for them, but they're not there. Mm -hmm. And so then he, he turns around and he sees not one alien, but two. Um, and so he freaks out cut to sitting in the lodge and this <laughs> set this interior lodge set was yeah. so bad news like although it's really like it bad. also like reminded me a little bit of the lodge at Ryden High so like I kind of buy it I mean it was inspired by that lodge but <laughs> I, uh it did not to me it looked very like high school musical set to me yeah probably yeah um but so this was the scene that for me was like the hardest to deal with because like yeah. everyone's shouting um, <laughs> and they're shouting like in that way that again, like in a high school musical when you tell people like, okay, so you need to like do like patterns. This is the scene where you're like background. really angry. Like, yeah. Um, and so I forget, but it's like you hear people just say like, and then I saw it and oh my God. And I was just like, oh, God, I yeah, can't yeah. Like, deal with this. People are like, people are like, cucumber, cucumber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Peas and carrots, peas and carrots, peas and yeah, carrots. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, like, there are only four of them, so it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if you could somehow get, like, if you could hear, like, peas and carrots or, like, oh, you know, like, the lady in... Um, Oh, freaking, I love her. Catherine O'Hara in Waiting for Guffman, where you hear her and she's like, hubbub, 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 hubbub. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, so everyone's shouting at each other. And this is where we're at peak bumbling adult, where Mr. Yep. E has now dressed himself um, in a fishing outfit, actually, is what it is. He's got like the vest. <sighs> And he's got like that. He wears hat. like a metal hat a lot in this show. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed. Um, it's very weird. And he says that he's called various military branches right. to for help. He said he called the president, didn't he? I know. Well, that was Melody's fucking bright idea. She was like, Did you call the president? And I'm like, Oh yeah, sure. Called him right up. Like, what? Well, <laughs> and what was wild is like that too, that drove me not like every single character said did you call the blah 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 like so so ted asks did you call blah brad asks, and do you know what they never ask blah. what they never ask did you call nasa yeah and they didn't say <laughs> did you call the police like yeah the people that would make sense to call like but i feel like nasa makes sense to call they're like sure. a space agency sure um and and also, I'm like, how does Mr. E have these phone numbers to be like? Oh, he has the direct line to the these president. People, um, <laughs> but needless to say, no one's coming. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's like, "You're fucking crazy. We're not showing up." So yeah. he's like, "So we've come up. So I've come up with a plan to like kind of, I guess like how would I describe it? Like control the perimeter of the <laughs> ranch." And yeah. Ted, like, sidles up and is like, well, don't you mean it's our plan? I don't know why, I don't know why, like, the decision... Anything's happening. ...was <laughs> that Ted needs to be smarmy. Like, I don't really get it yeah. um, as a choice, but I know it's his character. And, yeah. And so then, for some bizarre reason... Um, Mr. E's like, okay, Ted, you're my second in command. 
And so, so guys, like when Ted tells you to do something, you got to do it as if it, like do it as though I were telling you to do everything. And, um, which is a weird choice. That is, it's a a very weird choice. Like, why are you putting this teenager as your second in command when you have Lucy, who is an adult woman who is, she pipes up and she's like, guys, this is, everyone's getting too worked up. Well, that's why he doesn't choose her. Because well, he's like, it's he's probably, falling into the crazy. It's probably just straight sexism. He's like, yeah. I can't have a 36-year-old woman who's competent be my second in command. I'll have a boy half her age do that yeah. job. Like, Well, I mean, in general, I would say on the, this show is, is like, mm, it's like tries, to, I feel like it maybe tries to be a little bit like, progressive is not the right word but no um, <laughs> I mean for the time I think it was trying to do some things but I would say that sexism was quite apparent throughout like even with the um the treatment of the girls versus the boys in yeah. Mr. Ernst's eyes sort right. of yeah so I don't even think what's weird is like, so the point of this scene is to show that mystery e has a plan for how to deal with the aliens, but they never actually yeah. say what the plan is. Yeah, no. It's so just, yeah. then we cut to, as you've alluded to, uh, this like thing where Danny and Melody have set up an elaborate system of bells outside the guest rooms. But it's also um, like very easy to avoid. Yeah. Well, cause they're set up. In the open grass area. Yeah. In this, like... And that's it. Guest room thing. But there's all kinds of sidewalks and things around yeah, it. Like, in <laughs> paths. And so it's like, I mean, well, I guess who's going to walk straight through that bit of green? Well, an alien might, I guess. I guess. I mean, it also kind of reminded me of... Because um, it's, like, crisscrossy strings with little bells on it. And it reminded me of... Um, Because I did watch this movie recently, the original Parent Trap. Oh, yeah. You know how when they do that, Mm -hmm. what is, they even have a weird name for it. They call it like Gomper Trapped or something. Um, It's when they they, do it in the the cabin at the beginning, right? Yes, and it's like all full of string. And if you pull at it, then a bucket of water falls on your head. (laughs) I wish that had happened in this. Um, so that's happening. Um, they're also the, tied to each other, I which, know. Is, which I didn't was get, weird to me. I didn't get that at all. I was like, I what's don't know the what point that would be. Because I'm like, it's fine if everyone's got a buddy. I guess that makes sense. But why do you have you to, be to be physically to connected to them? It's very weird. Um, and so d- I Melody, guess like to like make it in case the aliens are going to take you away, like I you've guess. got another person. I don't think that would do it, but okay. Um, so Melody and Danny are tied to each other, and then there's this like bit where they've set up the bell booby trap thing, and now their task is to check all of the rooms. Because yeah. I guess aliens might just like to have a little Be lie laying down. down in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hot out in the middle of the day in Arizona, then, so we take a little on, siesta. Yeah, and then, like, I love that also, like, Danny goes to check, and he's literally gone for 0.2 seconds, and she's like, you were gone for so long, I was I worried. And then there's a lot of, like, bits where she's, like, pulling him back out by the rope that's tied around yeah. both of their waists. And this is another one. And there's aliens coming around yeah. behind them in the back, and they're yeah. doing the little, like, music. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then 
buddy. So it's straight hilarity, I'll just say. <laughs> it's something. Um, <laughs> then Buddy shows up in a gas mask um, with Ted and Brad. And I don't really see the point of any of this other, like Ted know, says. The gas, mask, the gas mask of it all. I don't understand why they are Well, I think because Ted says that he's ordered gas masks for everyone. And I think the point of that is, if I remember correctly, Weirdly, this is actually something that could be true in real life, which oh. is that aliens might be carrying germs oh. or bacteria or whatever that could, you know, affect us because we don't mm. have those things. And so, okay. like, he's like, so everybody needs a gas mask. And okay. it's like, okay, sure. But then Brad's reaction is like, all of what we're doing is totally stupid because if... Because the reason we're afraid is that we think these aliens are super way advanced than us. And so if they're mm-hmm. super way advanced than us, what is this bell trap going to do? Nothing. I mean, she's not wrong. No, she is, she is correct in that. And she, <laughs> she repeatedly says it. Because then the next scene is where she and Ted, and I think they might still be tied together at this point. I can't remember. Um, yeah. Are out in the desert digging holes yeah that they're gonna like they've put Trap all around they've put them all around the edge of the ranch and that's um, a task and a half let me tell you <laughs> well and p.s so they're standing in a hole that is easily four feet deep yeah um in the desert sand and apparently according to their dialogue they have already dug 35 additional holes that's insane they would be like they would be dead they would be so and this all happened in the span of perhaps two hours since they're in in incredible shape (laughs) because that's fucking hard and it's hot it looks hot out i'm sure it's hot and everyone's in full sleeves and long pants and they're not sweating they're not sweating a bit yeah no but so Brad is really irritated. She's like, there are no aliens. And even if there were, these dumbass holes are not going to do anything. Um, then I mean, Mr. I understand her anger in this I particular do. I, I was like, I am on team Brad with this one. Like, this makes no <laughs> sense. Um, then Mr. E shows up and he's like kind of pleased with this development. But then he's like, well, but like... We need, how are we going to, how are we going to avoid these holes? Like, we should know where they are. And yeah. Ted's like, don't even worry about it, Mr. E. I made a map. <laughs> and, and and I was like, oh, I see where this is going. I already yeah, know of what joke's going to be made here. Of um, course. So he takes, Mr. E takes the map that Ted has made and immediately falls into a hole. Of course. Um, and he's like, I think you maybe need to work more on your map skills, Ted. <laughs> Um, Come on, Magellan. Get it right. <laughs> Good cartography joke, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, uh, it's my so specialty. Then, what? I said that's my specialty, cartography humor. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's a very small window of humor. Very <laughs> Yeah, well. Very niche. Um, yeah. So the final climax we're now uh kind of 
I don't even know if it's outside the lodge or maybe we're at like the driveway of the ranch and it's nighttime and they've put up this massive barricade of like sandbags. They and look like they're things. in Lamez. It's very like, well, and Ted at this point has like a World War One era helmet on. They literally look like it's a barricade from the French Revolution. It's yes. very weird. And yeah, because it's like sandbags and I want to say like wagon wheels and like yes. weird random crap all piled yeah. up. Um, and Danny and Melody have been stationed at, I think what they're calling, they maybe are calling it like an outpost or an overlook or something. So they're mm-hmm. like slightly away from the rest of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, and Melody hates that. She's acting like a real fucking baby about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we start by seeing her and Danny sitting in this outpost kind of meant, and I guess they're meant to like be scanning the horizon or whatever. Yeah. And then we start hearing the bells ring. Oh shit. Like, Must oh, be no. aliens. <laughs> the aliens, they fell into our trap. And Danny's like, you know, um, I think it's probably okay. I'm, I think we just need to talk to them and I'm going to go out there and find them and talk to them. And do you want to try and do a rendition of Melody's reaction to that idea? I can't remember. I mean, I'm sure she freaked out and like was like, Danny, you can't. I mean, I can't remember exactly, but I assume that that's what it was. Yeah. She's like, Danny, no, what are you doing? And Danny like just kind of walks off and she immediately. Very strange. Yeah. And she immediately runs like a shot to the barricade (laughs) to tell the others like Danny has gone off in search of these aliens. Something is up. And then I think she says, like, maybe they're controlling his mind or something like that. Yeah. And Um, I think they made it so we thought that that was true. Because I think even the way, now that I'm remembering, I kind of forgot this part. But when the way Danny was like, I have to go check, you know, like, I feel like they probably tried to make it seem like he was possessed or something. So everyone starts really taking it to 11 on a freako (laughs) scale. Um, and the only person who is even remotely connected to the reality is Lucy. And she's like, she's I don't the only know one in the entire show. She's like, I don't know what's like out there because I think this is when they're proposing various like, uh, like violence to these beings. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and so. She's they're like, like going to whack them in the head and stuff. Yeah. And she's like, don't do that. We don't know what's happening. Like, definitely yeah. don't hit somebody in the face for no reason. Um, and then, while they're all they're all looking over the barricade to where they think Danny has gone, but then mm-hmm. Danny and the aliens, three aliens, quote unquote, walk up behind everybody. And then I think and they almost then they try to start attacking them. I right. Think, and don't I they? think well, I think one of them like taps somebody on the shoulder. Yeah. And then they all turn around and it's like, <gasps> and yeah, I think there's like a brief hint of let's Violence. have a scuffle or something. Yeah. And I think maybe Lucy is involved in not letting that happen. Yeah. Um, but then the middle alien takes off his helmet to reveal what? That it's Danny, and he's been an alien all along. Right. It's Danny, 
and everyone's like, Danny, Danny, no, like you've been taken over. And then this was a good, <laughs> this is a good callback to a previous episode that we've done because his response is, what's a Danny? Oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. So what was, I, that, what was that from? That's from Dick Van Dyke show when he says, what's, um, oh, <laughs> now I, was it, oh, now who's the name of that guy? Who was the, was it, he also Danny? What's oh. a, well, well, it was Danny, something about Danny Thomas. But yeah. Danny Thomas. He said, what's a Danny Thomas? And now oh, he's yeah. like, what's a Danny? Oh, oh, interesting. I wonder if that was so on purpose. Good. That can't possibly have been on purpose. It might have been on purpose. Show is that smart? <laughs> it might That's... have been on purpose. Whoa! Uh, I like to believe that it was. Okay, we'll go with um, it. So that's a good kind of bit, and then he immediately breaks and says, "Don't worry, guys. Um, I have been meaning. I've been trying to tell you." And I'm like, "When were you trying to tell anyone this?" By the way, yeah. How um, did he know all this? I w- I don't think this this was okay. Yeah, Continue. but so he says, these aren't aliens, these are people, these are astronauts. And I don't remember if he says from NASA, but I guess that's the implication. He like says their names. Yeah, they're like Boyd and Lloyd or something stupid. Um, and he's like, they're here testing special new like high-end spacesuits. Um, but every time they came close to someone to try and explain what they were doing, that person freaked out and ran away. Um, and I'm like, when were you trying to tell everyone this, Danny? Like, yeah, there's no time. And he when went, was like, this the, revealed to you? Like, yeah, that was unclear. I, I, cause I think, I think what we're supposed to believe is that he wasn't buying into it at any point. So when he goes to walk away from Melody, he's going to just try to figure out the truth on his own without maybe. all these nincompoops. Yeah. Because... I think that there's that's the only possible explanation. Otherwise, because he never makes it clear when they're doing all this other nonsense that he knows something that they don't know. Right. Um, and also, and this is... And the at... Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. You say what you're going to say, and then I'll I was going to say the astronauts, if they really were trying to make it so people weren't running away from them, and, like, the people kept freaking out, like okay, people keep freaking out, maybe take off the helmet and say, hey, right. hi, my name's Lloyd or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, that maybe, mm, hello, like, it, a lot of, I mean, it doesn't add up, let's be real. Like, we know. No. Like, it no. doesn't, it doesn't make sense. NASA would not have random people walking around in the desert, so, like, that's not a thing. I mean, um, they might, like, but it's, it But it wouldn't, wouldn't be, be, like, planned and you would know about it, right? No, I don't think so. I but more oh. to the point, it would be it wouldn't be on property where other people could find you and see you because if this was right. in fact some sort of like top secret proprietary like we came up with a new special like material that's going right. to like you wouldn't be letting some yeah, yeah just be, go um, walk around near that dude ranch full of people. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Check it out and there. To be, yeah, and to be clear, like they say they're um Testing out these this new high tech whatever spacesuits. These spacesuits look like they're partially made out of aluminum foil. So well, that's what I was gonna say. It like the the suit part um, just looks like a regular old like flight suit. Like really nothing fancy yeah. there. But the helmets that they have that I think somebody like in the production team had to make. Yeah, they're ju- made out of aluminum foil. No, it's saran wrap. 
Oh, really? Yes. I like because there was a shot where ever, all like Danny and the two other guys have taken their helmets off, and I was like, wait a second, no. And it is like, like you can see where it's like, like yes, folded yes. around like, the edges. Whatever they had for the helmet part, maybe that all, they got that from like a costume store. It's silver. Um, yeah. But around that is just plastic wrap. Like, yeah. Plastic wrap done in that way that, like, you would never actually want plastic wrap to do this, but it does it all the time where it does that folding in on itself. And you're like, fuck, now yeah. I have to, like, pull it apart to get it to cover yeah, my yeah. salad or whatever. <laughs> um, they let it fold and fold and fold yeah. to make, like, this weird refractory thing yeah. on it. And I literally was like, that's fucking plastic wrap, and we're supposed <laughs> to believe that this is a quote-unquote high-tech, high-tech NASA suit. Yep, suit. But anyway, I was like, okay, fine, hey dude, whatever. I know we're like thirty <laughs> seconds away from the end, so yeah, they just had to whatever. wrap it up, like um, literally. That's what they had to do was wrap <laughs> it up in saran wrap. Um, then, of course, Mister E pretends that he knew all along. That that was what was happening, but he was like, I guess, playing along for fun. I don't know. Yep. Um, sure. And then the last little bit of the show is like it's later. The al not the aliens, excuse me, the astronauts um, <laughs> have gone home. I guess I don't know. And yeah. Melody, Ted, and Brad are talking with Danny, and they're like, Danny. Um, we called up NASA. Again, how do you get these people they are, on the phone? Like, <laughs> they are connected at this ranch. They um, like know the right people to call. Yeah, and so they're like, we called up NASA, and they don't have any astronauts named Boyd and Lloyd or whatever. And yeah. Danny's like, huh? What? And then they're like, yeah, maybe they really were aliens. And it's like, no. And then they like joke and they're like, ha ha ha, prank you. We got you. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, of course, that is what had to happen. But my thing is, though, going back to that no footprints thing, like, yeah, I think is there like the a story place. I don't in the story where maybe they aren't astronauts and they really are maybe but they never aliens. i will tell you having watched more seasons and stuff they never bring it up again they so don't, I don't revisit think, this issue <laughs> no i don't think they really thought that footprint part through is what the is what yeah the actual like that sounds right that sounds like right. they were like well we got to get 24 minutes out of this like don't wreck it yet so let's say there's no footprints. <laughs> <laughs> don't do the reveal too soon um yeah and that's it so I mean, short and sweet. I I needed yeah. I needed the lightness of it, the goofiness of it. I recognize it's not probably it's very sci-fi light. If you will even want to like call oh, it that, it's like <laughs> it's like. It Are was, you saying the science in this is maybe not legit? <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> like okay. So let's just I guess go into. Eye rolls and yawns. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And I start with yawns. So one yawn is, this wasn't boring. I was engaged all the way. And ten yawns is like, no, no, no. Couldn't get into it. What would you give it? One. 
I am here for it. <laughs> I am part of the extended Hey Dude universe. I love every I, part. Um, I have no complaints. I love it. Fair Not enough. boring at all. Fair enough. Um, I guess I would say maybe I'll give it a three. Hmm. Um, it's too short to get very bored um because yeah. I think it was like 22 minutes or whatever um yeah but I did feel there was some room for improvement uh, well, okay. so so three that's it not is. the question though but okay <laughs> um because well I'll put it this way like I I saw this reveal coming a mile away and you didn't think that those clearly astronaut people were aliens the whole time? I did not think that. Um, because now, here's the deal. Here's the other deal. Like, they say, we said, I said the thing about the arms and the 12 feet tall. Like, they show these astronauts, like, multiple times and in the background and whatnot, like, trying to make us be scared. They so clearly don't have multiple right. arms. Right. Like, even, they don't even try to make it look like, they don't even no, really try it's like, to, oh, like, like it give could us be, a misdirect. Yeah, like, it's a trick of the light, and that's what yeah. makes it look, no, they do none of that. They don't um, try. But, so, yeah, the, like, now, admittedly, I was a child when this first came out, and this did come out 30 years ago, so maybe it's not, it wouldn't have felt quite so predictable back then. But Of course not. Nonetheless, I'm sticking with three on this one. Yeah, fair enough. That's um, fair. In terms of eye rolls, one eye roll <laughs> is, you know, it's a TV show for kids. That's it. Mm -hmm. um, and ten eye rolls is like a big, like all caps, please. <laughs> um, what would you give it? Uh, I mean, I'm torn between like, my integrity as a person and <laughs> like my uh childhood wonder but mm. I mean I'm like again I'm here for it so I'm gonna say like I'm gonna say two just because I know it's not like non-eye rolly but I'm sure. like I was in it I was like okay. in for the ride fair enough um yeah I don't know how I feel about <laughs> this one um I guess I'll do maybe in fairness to like <laughs> the fact that it's a children's program. Uh, I will do a five and just be like, okay. there was some stuff here that seemed a stretch. <laughs> I'll just say that. Oh my gosh. Um, there was, I mean, the whole entire premise is a stretch and like, I recognize that, but it's, it's sort of one of those things where like, I can't explain why there are certain things like I'm in I'm in for it like I'm okay sure. with the fact sure. that it doesn't make sense and then there's other things where like it doesn't make sense and it makes me irate and I yes. can't really like uh I don't know why that is this one I think is because I have a specific uh childhood connection to it <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean I would my estimation of you Amy and like when when does something not making sense make you angry and when is it just like perfectly fine um I would say times when you're perfectly fine when things don't make sense lifetime movie Christmas yeah. movie um yeah. other kind of like light-hearted 
wops yeah. of various yeah. sorts. It's very true. Like, then you're like, oh, like, how is this woman who's also, like, a high-powered attorney, she also really loves horses? Okay. You know, like, um... Yeah. No, that is true. I think it's, depending on the genre, like, I'm just like, this is fine with me. When it's sci-fi, I am very much yeah, more Yeah, then all of a sudden, <laughs> then all of a sudden, if you're like... If you even see, like, if the opening scene of something is a gray spaceship moving through space. Oh, I, we're done. You're like, what the fuck? This how is garbage. Could they, how could they have milk on that plane? That's like, exactly you know? right. That's exactly right. Like, all my logic goes out the window. As soon as, soon as I see a spaceship, I'm like, none of this could happen. Like, this doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. It's very true. Yeah. And then in other genres, I am very forgiving. That is the tr- that is true. Yeah. So. Uh, I recognize that. I can take that. And certainly <laughs> the fact that this brings back, like, good childhood memories to you do- would, you know, make a very forgiving viewer. Yes. I'm, um, I, rec- I recognize that it's, like, ridiculous. But and I, w- I still love it. And I will <laughs> say that, like, for me, my experience of this was this was exactly as stupid as I thought it was going to be. Like, yeah. Uh, like, and in that sense, it was fun because it delivered. It was comforting. Because <laughs> I was exactly like, as stupid as I was expecting. And and I had I'm it not, been good, I would have been upset. <laughs> well, and I'm not shitting on it. I'm like, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, and I get my feeling about hey, dude, and this viewing confirmed it for me is like. <laughs> I feel better leaving it in the moment when I watched it. And like it yeah. I liked it then and it was I was the right age and it hit me just yeah. right and it was great. Watching it again as an adult is not a fun experience for me because <laughs> I can't I am not You can't as, go back there. Yeah, I'm not as full yeah. of wonder as I once <laughs> was. Yeah. I will say that is a good, that's a good point. And I will say like, what, you know, in, in conclusion, in terms of like, would, did I, do you like, do you recommend? Yeah. Clearly I liked it and yes, I would recommend it though. I do be from what you just said, there is a caveat. If you are dealing with childhood shows and you have a very specific memory of something and you loved it. Right. And you know, be very careful about revisiting it. Yeah, yeah, be careful and be aware. Like, it may color your view of it and it may change your view. So, um, for me, it it adds up and it stacks up <laughs> to the past. But I understand that, you know, other people may want to leave it in the past and that's fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I would say what might be my recommendation about this show is... If you have a good childhood memory of it and you've got kids who are maybe between the ages of 5 and 12, mm-hmm. watch it with them. This mm-hmm. is fun. That I think that's fun, potentially. I would be curious what kids of, like, today would feel of some of the older shows. Like, if, if, it's, if it's boring to them or if it, like, doesn't yeah, make I don't sense know. anymore. I'd be curious. Um, but that seems like the right kind of mindset to go into it with is like I'm going to watch it with my kids because I I have some nice feelings about this and whether you actually enjoy it I think you could still get enjoyment 
if your kids liked it, right? Like, yes. So, because yeah. like for me, because I don't have kids, sometimes mm-hmm. when I watch a thing I remember from childhood, it can be a real letdown because, because, yeah. and I know that like if I were watching this with a small child and they were enjoying it, then I, I'd get something out of that. But if sure. I'm just myself watching this thing that now I don't really respond to anymore. It's just kind of like, sure. oh, that's a bummer. Like, yeah. Um, so that would be my recommendation is like, if you're, yeah, if you're someone who's like, you know, I've watched Paw Patrol a thousand times and I can't <laughs> do Phineas and Ferb and I can't do Bluey anymore. Like, wow. Okay. Hello. Do you have a child? I don't know about. <laughs> no, but I do have a lot of people who are my friends with children. You and just so, need a lot of like very specific children's shows. I yeah. feel like. Um, and well, and I, that's also cause like quite a lot of my friends with kids have kids themselves that are the age group where that's like, those are the prime those shows the that ones. they like, but yeah, also the Paw Patrol, but I haven't heard of those, those other. other and those are shows for the age group beneath that. I would say like, yeah kind of two yeah, to this six is little kids yeah yeah so this is like if you feel like your kid is starting to move out of that and you want to like do something I feel uh-huh. like this is a good yeah show for that because it's like yeah the like you don't even have there's not really story like it's fine like <laughs> um if you want a show with no story which actually I do love but like I know that's why you this love is, this. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> um, but no, but I'm, I'm saying that because also developmentally, it takes a while for people to grow into understanding what a, a, like, what a story is plot. and like yeah, sure. what's supposed to happen. And yeah. um, so this is like, I think, a good transitional thing where it's like a bit of stuff happens. They're teens it and that's kind of te- fun. Yeah. And yeah some time passes and that's it like yeah um so that's my recommendation I think that this would I think that's right do very well for you if you like can share it you don't even have to be a parent but if you I would say share it with a younger generation and be like I liked this when I was your age now let's watch what it what do you think yeah you know? um yeah Unless I, I like that. Unless you're somebody like yourself where you loved it so much as a kid. I that you find enjoyment still, without children. <laughs> yeah, you will still like it no matter what. Like, yeah. and, and not kind of hold it to any particular standards because you're like, the thing I like about it is that I had good memories with it. So. That's, that's correct. And I've, I mean, I we have rewatched this like in quarantine times, like almost oh. the entire, God. Uh, all of them. And, um, I think that would have driven me over the edge in quarantine time. I mean, it was, yeah, no, we went through like a Paramount plus uh, 90s kids show phase for a bit. Um, And it was, it's enjoyable. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you, Amy, for bringing (laughs) this to my attention. It was pleasant to go on a bit of a journey down memory lane. I'm going to check and see if there's a full house sci-fi episode. Oh, God, there probably is. There's (laughs) probably something out there. Um, But it has been a pleasure as always. Amy, I am Sarah, and we will see you next week in space. 
thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of See You Next Week in Space. This is a production by Amy and Sarah Walsh with artwork provided by Riley Brown. If you'd like to learn more about our show, please check us out at seeyounextweekinspace.com or follow us on Instagram at seeyounextweekinspace. Until the next one.